Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Well, well, we'll talk about my learnings later on. But my learnings from coming from the food industry is that you need to diversify your interests, your your businesses. And one of the, you know, I'm all about, and I'm sure as are you, RJ, I'm all about, you know, how do you achieve greatness? How do you become the next whoever? Like, how does Jack Ma, how did Jack Ma achieve that? How did Manny Villar achieve that? How did Manny Pacquiao, you know, get to where he is uh, from nowhere? How did Kobe Bryant? Anyone who's great... Is inspiring for me. That's why. So I read on their stories. I read, and one of the things I realize, I mean, it's actually a no-brainer nowadays, is that if you want to be a billionaire, fast or not, not fast, but in this day and age, there's no fast way to becoming successful. I mean, there's no legal fast way. You have to really work for it. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning from wherever you are watching or listening to in the Philippines and all over the world. This is my podcast, the RJ Ledesma Podcast. And in my podcast, I interview the country's pioneering business personalities and entrepreneurs to learn more about how they think about doing business. What are their success secrets? Can we use those same success secrets in our businesses? How have they innovated or pivoted their businesses during this pandemic? But more importantly, what opportunities do they see emerging in the current normal? Is there a business personality or entrepreneur that you would like me to interview here on the podcast? Drop me a line. I would love to speak with them. And of course, we're also live right now on Kumu, CBRC TV, Globinas TV, Bounce Back Network, and on YouTube at the same time. Tonight, I've got a very good friend here on my show. We've been together for the past couple of days, and he gave me the opportunity to host Miss Bikini Philippines to 2022. Thank you again to my wife also for allowing me to host Miss Bikini. No? He's a good friend of mine. He is a serial entrepreneur. That's why uh, what he does is so close to my heart because we both have sort of like the same mindset when it comes to business. But more importantly, he's become truly a fitness inspiration for me. And the fitness inspiration is directly linked to one of his businesses, which is Pro Media. My guest here tonight is Paul Ezon Reyes. He's the CEO of several companies, which include ProMedia and OmniSecuritas and other food businesses. Now, uh, ProMedia is an events management company that specializes in beauty, fitness, bodybuilding, and wellness events. And they've got some really good news about ProMedia. At the same time, his other company is called OmniSecuritas, which is a pioneering Philippine cybersecurity company that protects and assists Filipino businesses to be more secure and resilient by using a suite of advanced software tools based on a zero-trust managed endpoint detection, analysis, and response technology. A lot of jargon over there, which he will unpack as I speak with him here right now. So please welcome my show, my very good friend, Paul Ezon Reyes. Paul, welcome to the show. 
Hello, RJ. Thank you. It's an honor to be in your show. Oh my gosh. It's on. It's on. Is it not on? It's off and it's on. Can you hear me? Well, I, I, I'm just double checking right now. Or maybe it's me who can, who can actually hear Paul here right now. No? So just a couple of things. Now, before everything else, and I'm just going to very, reboot very, very quickly here on the show. Maybe there's a reason why I can't hear him. But let me tell you this one. Paul, as we start talking here right now, um, and I know that you can hear me, no? And as Aryan puts me in the background, I want you to tell me the big news about what happened with pro media recently. What's the big news of, of all the talents uh, that you've had? Maybe you can discuss each, each one of them uh, as they entered into Binibini Pilipinas. And I'll be right back. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, so big news is uh, two of our pro media athletes, we call them beauty queen athletes, uh, two of the four crowns in Binibining Pilipinas. That's Chelsea Fernandez. Uh, she won Miss Globe. And uh, Roberta Tamondong, who won uh, Miss Grand. So that's a uh, 50% success for ProMedia as a fitness project management company. Well, apart from the two queens who won two of the four crowns in Binibining Pilipinas, we had uh, Gwendolyn Fornyol, who won Miss World Philippines. She's also a ProMedia athlete. So that's uh, she won the crown, the main crown. We have Michelle Arce, who won first runner-up for Century Tuna Super Bods. And of course, Shannon Tampon, who won first runner-up in Miss Elite in Egypt, besting almost all except one of the candidates there, all the countries there. So we're actually proud of these five and all of the other candidate athletes who competed in different pageants. So yeah, good news. We're celebrating now, but there's more work to be done because our three beauty queens, Chelsea, Roberta, and Gwen are competing abroad. I think in Albania, and then, if I'm not mistaken, is, is it Indonesia or Thailand, and in London this year. So big news, big news. I hope uh, RJ comes back soon. <laughs> okay, well, maybe uh, while RJ is not around, I can talk about RJ first. RJ is... Uh, a good friend. Uh, I think his dad and his dad-in-law, uh, friends or batchmates of my dad in LaSalle. RJ is about my age, so and I'm back. We're around the same age. We're batchmates. Yes, okay. yes. We look, we look. I know. We look like we're 21 years old, right, Paul? So sorry. That's right. But I was, That's I was, right. I was watching very closely over here. So thanks for telling the whole stuff. So it's a lot of big news, and we're gonna go back to it later on. And I know you talked a bit more about uh, the entrep background you had for uh, ProMedia, and it, it's a big story for me that you know. How many years old name ProMedia that you were finally able to start off and finally start getting beauty queens who were ranking in, in, the, in the competition? Actually, the beauty queens, the pageantry just came uh, 2019. It was accidental. ProMedia started in 2012 really as a fitness company, fitness events company. We used to do bodybuilding competitions, some small fitness events. I think we kicked off by planning to train this former actress because she gained weight she's my friend huh? she gained weight and we wanted to get her back in shape and put her back in the cover of one of the men's magazines fhm although that didn't push through we started mounting bodybuilding competitions in fact up to this day from 2013-14 to this day we run the biggest bodybuilding competition in the philippines it's called sean Roden classic although sean Roden passed away already but it's named after him, and he's Mr. Olympia 2018. So it's uh, we're really into bodybuilding. It's only in 2019 that 
accidentally we were offered a beauty pageant, a long-running beauty pageant called Miss Bikini Philippines. Uh, used to be run by Slimmers World, but then they were giving it up. They were discontinuing it, and it was sold to us, so we acquired it. And so all of a sudden, we're in the beauty pageant industry. And as, apart from bodybuilding shows, we were running this beauty pageant called Miss Bikini Philippines. During the pandemic, we mounted a virtual beauty pageant called Misfit Philippines. Wow. So we have two beauty pageants. And from there, the winners and the strong contenders of these beauty pageants that we were hosting, that we were running, we ended up sponsoring them, training them for fitness, and then sponsoring them for the bigger pageants like this one. Binibini Pilipinas, Miss World Philippines, Miss Elite Philippines, Century Tuna Superbods. And thankfully, because of our fitness background, and fitness is physical, but also we, we talk about holistic fitness. Eh? It's uh, intellectually and emotionally fit, physically fit, mentally fit. It needs to be a complete package for someone to win something like that on a national stage, like besting everyone who competed in that, in that national competition. Got that. And, you know, the interesting thing is, um, you know, strangely enough, I'm very familiar with the pageantry world, especially because of, I used to be a, a college for the papers. And, you know, I used to interview a lot of them. I know the people out there, people like Jonas Gafu, the mm. first from Bikini, my good friend Walter Tayag, uh, who's also the good mm. beginning. Uh, my talent manager, Arnold Bigafri, is in charge of Miss World Philippines. So I have a, a, at least a passing understanding of the industry. And the difference here is that, you know, many of the people who join beauty competitions, you know, these are grassroots and these are really more talent managers who search for them from the grassroots level. And it takes time to sort of nurture them to bring it up to that level. But you sort of short-circuited the whole process of you coming from out of, literally from out of nowhere. You aren't an established talent manager. That's not even in your background. But all of a sudden, uh, you guys are, put, are, are placing people and they're going, where is he coming from, right? So what, what do you think made you different from all the other, I guess, what you would call talent managers uh, in that industry to, to come up? Well, so we manage talents, but I'd like to call ProMedia. We used to manage events, but I'd like to call ProMedia now a project management company because we consider these events, bodybuilding and pageants, as projects. But we also consider the athlete. And we don't even call them beauty queens. We call them beauty queen athletes. We consider them projects uh, in terms of their fitness transformation, their holistic fitness transformation. But you're right. There's... There's kind of a disruption in the pageant world because we came in. To give you kind of a sense of where Pro Media is, in the six national title holders right now, that's Miss Universe, Miss World, uh, Miss Globe, Miss Grand, etc., etc., there's three Pro Media athletes of the six. So there's a lot of uh, social media content now showing the six who will be competing this year, which who will be doing the country proud, you know, representing the Philippines. And three of those six are trained by us and managed by us. So yes, like all of a sudden, you know, me, who's a, a businessman, entrepreneur, coming from the food industry, I'm thrust into this whole pageant world, which it's foreign to me, but I'm kind of, kind of getting used to it. Now, to answer your question, like, how are we different? I guess we bring in this, you know, business approach. That's one, uh, uh, entrepreneurial, you know, uh, you're my fellow entrepreneur. Um, very proud of you, by the way. But yeah, serial entrepreneur. You know, us entrepreneurs, I know we're creative. We just find ways, right? Walang discarte, no excuses, get things done. So the difference with the way we've been running businesses and the way I see beauty pageants. Beauty pageants, there's a lot of 
it can be informal because of course it's you know that there's a lot of revelry and glitz and glamour i don't know if there's really it's been professionalized as much as the you know other industries are so but i know there are a lot of pageant camps that are already starting to professionalize the way they train their candidates so which is good but i guess what pro media does is we really instantly bring that professionalism and no nonsense and no excuses mentality to the crop of girls crop of beauty queen athletes that we handle we're disrupting it because we bring that business sense but i'd like to say also that we're changing the game because our focus really is fitness what we've noticed because we started with bodybuilding and then we we started studying pageantry when when miss bikini philippines landed in our laps what we were seeing was there was a correlation between winning the swimsuit competition and winning the crown mm-hmm. meaning you 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 look good in a swimsuit because it's a beauty pageant like you look fit you look toned and then by the time it's coronation time it's usually the best in swimsuit who wins the crown so that's when you know light bulb moment that's what we do that's what we train we train for physique and fitness and this is just physical i mean at first you know Uh, modesty aside, but Pro Media with our great trainers and our head fitness consultant and co-owner Gib Osbert Ang, we call him Oz because he's a wizard in fitness and training. He's the one who trained me, by the way, to look almost as good as RJ Ledesma ah. uh, without a shirt. You should have to society over here. Oz got a good fitness inspiration story. We can talk about that. I guess a little bit. Yeah, yeah, about. But yeah. So see, Oz. Has been really been working on the girls. I mean that that was his. Yes, yes, very very professional, no nonsense. He he competed in Las Vegas. I mean he's the only Filipino who's competed, a homegrown Filipino who's competed in Las Vegas in the Olympia amateurs. So he also trains the top businessmen, you know, and and like uh, in, in the country. Yeah, like well well me, but you know our common friend. Yes, common friend. Very up there so, in terms of business. Top businessmen. So yeah. so. You know that if it's good enough for our friend Pao, it's good enough for beauty queens, right? Exactly. And so there's not many. I can't even say there's any group that trains beauty queens, you know, for fitness, for physical fitness, the way we do. So we started with that, that direction. Let's have them. If there's that connection between winning the swimsuit competition and winning the crown, then half the battle is done. The best in swimsuit, and then what else do we need to give them in terms of? You know, question and answer training, kind of intelligence training, just you know, emotional uh, their mentality, their emotional quotient, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I think that really explains. So those two factors: the business approach, the professional entrepreneurial approach, and then the fitness approach, which physical fitness, which now uh, metamorphosed or evolved into holistic fitness. So mm-hmm. we bring in a complete package. So you see that. Chelsea Fernandez, who's are now our reigning Miss Globe Philippines, and Roberta Tamondong. Well, aside from just having the best physique in the competition, they're really complete. They're they're holistically fit and holistically beautiful, as we say. So, um, same thing with Gwendolyn Fornyol, who is our reigning Miss World Philippines, will be competing in London. So yeah, that's it. That's how we kind of changed the game, disrupted the the industry. I think. I understand from the first, like the the framework that you had coming in was different, and you know I often go back to the idea of innovation. And sometimes, you know, when you talk about innovative business models, it's sometimes taking something from another industry and reapplying it into another industry. Sort of like you know, you use fitness industry as the lens to take a look at how you should pivot inside that sort of 
beauty pageant world because fitness was not never a perspective coming. I mean, fitness isn't the primary perspective coming in. Maybe the first was maybe just looks, makeup, projection, but then you sort of took a, a, a different tact uh, right. entering into that field. But the other thing I'm interested in is, um, you know, what's the end game in terms of, you know, more is more like, mine is more like, what's the business model now? Because, okay, I understand that it's good to be a talent manager and I work with a talent agency as well as a talent. But how do you generate, how does the business generate income? You, when you look at ProMedia, is it because you are running events? Because the basic model for events is that basically it's a sponsorship-driven model. And then, but aside from that, it only relies on sponsorship to increase. And if you have beauty queens coming through there, you know, and, and you're improving their physique, there's, those are your operating expenses, right? And you have to send them to yes. international competitions as well. So can you help me better understand just, you know, how does it make money? Right, right. So ProMedia in bodybuilding, it really started out as a passion, like a passion project for us. We're, we're a group of four good friends and we started doing bodybuilding competitions where this September we have Mr. Philippines, the bodybuilding competition coming up. Yeah, it, it was a passion project, but yes, it, it had to be sustainable. So the way we you know, revenue was generated was through ticket sales. Uh, well, with bodybuilding, there are registration fees. Eh? And that's it's a pretty substantial amount for bodybuilding, plus ticket sales for the audience, plus sponsors. Uh, for pageantry, it's it's the same, except that there, there are no registration fees for athletes, but ticket sales is one and sponsorship is one. What we did with our beauty pageant, with our two beauty pageants, is we use it as a platform to also promote our sister companies and our businesses. Like, for example, the food businesses that we might be talking about later, we have we have a chain of restaurants and a chain of food carts. They're sponsors, so there's mileage there, not just for the event, but you know, 20 to 30 beauty queens and, you know, people like seeing the social media of beauty queens. They're required to promote the brands. We have we have health and beauty products like uh, we call it we call it ultra immunity. It's a non-acidic vitamin C. That's also a presenter for for one of our I think the one that you I know the, the one that you hosted for us. That was a presenter. Ultra beauty soaps, uh, supplements, etc. So these are businesses that sponsor our events and they they generate mileage and you know we, we generate sales because of mileage from the event itself and the candidates but the end game is in terms of uh, managing talent so every year we have two pageants where we have 20 to 30 candidates and from there is when we choose those who have the strongest potential to you know make it internationally and from what we're seeing Actually, we're very new because the pandemic hit, right? So we're, we're pretty new in the industry. That's why it's, it's a pleasant surprise that we have succeeded in, in having three of the six crowns, I know, uh, national crowns. I find quite impressive. I mean, there are many over the years. Uh, usually it's because of battle of, of, of talent agencies, technically, right? Or of people yeah. who source from the grassroots. But yours came as a different approach, getting uh, people into the pageants or getting degrees into the pageant. So in terms of talent management, I'm seeing the potential... You know, as a, a talent agency to earn from the agency commission, mm -hmm. there's usually a certain percentage that we get. So it's pretty substantial. Uh, but it's new to me, so I'm still learning it. But I'm seeing that, okay, this is how we make our money back when it comes to sponsoring the beauty queen athletes. But in terms of event management, it's, it's really through ticket sales and sponsorships. And it, it's good enough. I wouldn't say that it's you know, tubong lugaw that is generating the, the the kind of income that you know would you make you wealthy, but it's it's passion. Eh? 
So anything that you're passionate about, you find ways. Right? As entrepreneurs, you find ways to gain a profit from it. We enjoy it so much because we enjoy the transformation journey. These these ladies that we sponsor or these ladies that join our pageants, they are changed. They evolve from the time we meet them. And this is not, not just physically. You will see physically, but in terms of maturity and mentality and emotion, which is the most important actually for me. And it's a, it's a good feeling, right? Not, not everything is about earning the big money. That's when we can talk about Omnisecuritas Technologies later, my, my cybersecurity company. But it's profitable, but it's more of the fun business. There's nothing, you know, the beauty business is a fun business, right? And I always say, and as you can tell also your wife, Vanessa, beauty has a healing factor. When, when you see a beautiful painting or the beauty of nature, your brain releases chemicals to, you know, to keep you healthy and to heal you. And of course, beauty and fitness are so interrelated. About a, a beautiful physique, a fit physique is beauty, right? I, I have, you know, just in case, like for us, can you tell us, just share with us just at least one case study of, you know, one of those beauty queens where you saw the, what an amazing transformation and really went so far. I mean, people didn't think that she had potential and eventually, oh my gosh, now she's here right now. Oh, um, well, we have one who's, uh, I think uh, her name is Roberta Tamundong and she's one of the youngest crown holders. Uh, she's only 19. So among a group of 40, she was the best. And we met her when she was 17. She competed in our in Miss Bikini Philippines 2019, the the first year that we we took over. Very young, had potential, but still, still, you know, in terms of the level of maturity and the way, Shempre, you can be beautiful, but the way you answer is not yet that of a queen. You can't win a pageant. And so if you look at her now, in fact, the press, they were describing her as the veteran at 19. Mm. Best thing, 21, 23, you know, 26-year-olds. So that took a while. And with her also, it started with fitness. You know, and you know this, RJ, when you start working on your health, right? When you start working on your fitness, it clears your mind. Yes, it does. It clears your mind. You know, there's dopamine and oxytocin and, and endorphins. And all of a sudden, you, you, you're able to face the day. You're able to, you, you feel like you can conquer anything. But there's a confidence there. And... It's harder for us who work with her almost every day to see it. It's, we hear it from pageant media, from the press. Na, iba na talaga siya. And again, you know, being described as a veteran, a master in pageantry at 19. Can you imagine where she will be at 22, 24? So that's one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's one. But there, there's several. There's several. There's some who are very shy, who are now very confident. There's some who are somewhat insecure about their bodies, who are now, you know, just... Uh, lighting the stage on fire because they're so confident. And, you know, you can relate to that as uh, so can I, diba? Now, when, when we're, we're fit, iba yung ano eh, iba yung asta mo eh. And, and then you go to a meeting, you go to a deal, you go to a negotiation, and you just have that kind of confidence because you feel good, you feel strong, diba? Exactly. So that's the kind of business alpha male, alpha female mentality that we just incorporated into ProMedia and, you know, the, the girls just absorbed it. And now they, you know, we had six candidates who, we fielded six candidates in Binibining Pilipinas. Binibining Pilipinas is the most respected and just storied pageant in, in the country, mm-hmm. right? We fielded in six. All six uh, made it. 
which is unprecedented also. Like six out of six made it as the 40. And then among the six, two won four of the crowns. So you have to have a kind of different mentality, like Mamba mentality to get to really make it that far. Right? I don't think anyone teaches that in, in pageantry. Talking about uh, Mamba mentality, let's look at the comment box here right now. I'm looking at, yeah, Arian, check this out. There's a comment over here from Charles Vales Arceta. GoPro Media, he's saying over here. Can we show that on the screen right now? GoPro Media. And prior to that, when he also has uh, Ghoster Paul, we have Ken Rodilia Spilarca saying, Lodi. Uh, and over here, <laughs> we have Shannon Stampon, who was saying that when you were referring to Gib or Oz, no, the coach, having a best coach. I love that coach, best coach that you have over there. And uh, yeah, have- Shannon Stampon, if you look at her, she's, she's Miss Elite. Philippines, and she won the first runner-up for Miss Elite uh, in Egypt, wow. beating all the other countries except one. Well, that's still a big deal, right? And Shana, thanks so much for listening here yeah. right now. We also have a Franz uh, Ivan saying, go, sir, Paul Ezon Reyes. And uh, we have also Chelsea Fernandez, a hashtag pro media. Tell me about uh, Chelsea. Oh, Chelsea Fernandez is Miss Globe. She's been described as a pageant unicorn. And you know this in business, the right? unicorn. Oh, yeah. One billion dollar valuation company. In fact, Chelsea uh, is described as a pageant unicorn because she's a rarity in pageantry, meaning any crown she wants, she can win. And it's that rare. And it's that priceless because one billion dollars, Chelsea. <laughs> Thanks so much, Chelsea. And Sean, for listening, yeah, part of the Beauty Queens uh, tuning in here right now. There's one of the very first first message over here, Jam Aquino. Is she also a beauty queen as well? Jam she's the I think she's the most beautiful beauty queen among Pro Media Beauty Queens. Ah, okay. uh, this is Jam ah, Okay. Yeah. Jam Aquino, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing you in some of the competitions as well. Um <laughs> moving forward, no, so we've talked, I think, a lot about, about Pro Media, but then you know, let's move on to your other company, Omni Securita. So if you look at them, they're two very different companies. One was a passion project, which evolved into, uh, it had to be a money-making project, right, eventually, and something where you sort of find, found a very strong niche. But OmniSecuritas is, is rather new, and I also know that it's a partnership with, a, like you told me, it's a Canadian corporation, if I, if I, if I understand it correctly. But uh, let's step back and, as an entrepreneur. Run me through your mind as to why you thought that this would be a good opportunity to tie up with somebody. To, to build this business? Uh, well, so Omni is a Philippine corporation, but I have a Canadian partner there, Bernard Gibbs. Yeah, shout out, Bernie. But we partnered with uh, SciDev, which is a Canadian corporation. We're the exclusive distributor of their, their products, their software. But yeah, as an entrepreneur, well, well, we'll talk about my learnings later on, but my learnings from coming from the food industry is that you need to diversify your interests, your, your businesses, and one of the, you know, I'm all about, and I'm sure as are you, RJ, I'm all about, you know, how do you achieve greatness? How do you become the next, whoever? like, how does Jack Ma, how did Jack Ma achieve that? How did Manny Villar achieve that? How did Manny Pacquiao, you know, get to where he is uh, from nowhere? How did Kobe Bryant? Anyone who's great is inspiring for me. That's why, so I read on their stories. I read, and one of the things I realized, I mean, it's actually a no-brainer nowadays, is that. If you want to be a billionaire fast, or not not fast, but in this day and age, there's no fast way to becoming successful. I mean, there's no legal fast way. You have to really work for it. Many of the young entrepreneurs, wealthy and successful entrepreneurs are in the tech industry. So I'm like, I got to get in there. And I'm like, how do I figure 
by the way, I'm a com arts major in Ateneo. Class of 1998, shout out. Uh, arts. 1998. And so, that's not my training, right? The uh, technology, internet, um, software. But I knew that I had to understand it and I had to, you know, find a way to be involved. And by some stroke of, I don't know, luck, or they say luck is a uh, hard work and opportunity. It's a meaning of hard work and opportunity. I ended up partnering with uh, a Canadian friend who already had plans of, of getting into uh, cybersecurity. And it's so timely because, you know, their banks that have been hacked recently or, or relatively recently, I hear banks get hacked every day. You just don't hear about it. So they're just saying it's a matter of if, not when. Right? And so as an entrepreneur, I wanted to get into tech. But at the same time, as an entrepreneur like you, I want to do good, right? Like I want to, the, the stuff that I want to do, like with ProMedia, it's about transformation. It's about holistic transformation of becoming better than what you, you were, right? Months ago. So with Omni, it's about protecting our endpoints. Endpoints meaning computers, PCs. Uh, um, that's the, the technical term for, for everyone's okay. device or uh, machine. So endpoints. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Because it's so easy to hack your, your laptops and PCs. Like anyone can just check the, a hacker and it doesn't even need to be a professional hacker. In the quote-unquote dark web, there are instructionals on how to hack whoever you want to hack. So really, in, in this day and age, you really have to protect yourself, not just with antiviruses, because antiviruses are the first line of protection. You have to protect yourself with what they call EDRs, or Endpoint Detection and Response Software. That's what Omnisecuritas sells exclusively, uh, SIDEFs. Uh, it's called Smart AV, Smart Antivirus and smart monitoring, which is an endpoint detection and response software, EDR. So again, as an entrepreneur, I want to do good. So I want to help prevent, you know, what happened with the, one of the leading banks, right? It was a big issue. Uh, people lost their money. Uh, the bank had to pay up, et cetera, et cetera. And again, as I said, it happens all the time. It's being kind of covered up because it just hurts the business too much to even announce. Better to just pay, better to just fix it internally. And I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of the, I wanted to involve myself in technology because that's the way to really, you know, succeed, to raise my level as a, as a businessman, be in the tech industry, um, build something. But I also wanted to be able to help people protect their money, their endpoints, their computers, 
um, their identity, uh, their data. Um, now, you're saying that how is it connected? So it seems so unlikely, the connection between you know, fitness pageantry and and uh, cybersecurity. Yeah, but cybersecurity. Actually, there is a connection. And the connection is that, the, as I said, the EDR, or Endpoint Detection and Response Software, it operates counterintuitively. There's an interesting parallel between my mentality when it comes to fitness and health and the way these this software protects your computer. Because mm -hmm. most software, most EDRs, they protect your computer by trying to identify if what the virus is, the trojans or whatever the infections are. Meaning, if you were to have this analogy, like your human body, your, your human body is a computer, right? It's like you observing your human body and testing yourself for every possible disease out there. You know, like, uh, HIV, flu virus, bacterial infection, chickenpox. So you go through the whole list of every possible sickness that you have. That's the same thing that the traditional EDRs do. They have what they call like custom signatures of what has been defined as a sickness, a kind of virus, because viruses have their definitions. Eh? Uh -huh. and, and so it'll go through that list to see, it go through a checklist to see if you have that. And then it'll identify if you have that. But our EDR is breakthrough, game-changing. You know, as an entrepreneur, I like game-changing, disruptive, you know. Um, well, that's um, the only way to make an impact uh, as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Oh, okay. you have to be, I mean, you have to do, do something completely brand new or do it in a different way. Or as you said, through a different lens, right? Like nobody thought of it. So this one, instead of going to all the virus definitions, what it does is it identifies what, a healthy computer, your healthy computer looks like. It will recognize that your computer has this installed, like Windows or whatever, or, or um, uTorrent or any uh, Photoshop. And then it will monitor it and identify that, okay, your computer based on what is installed should look like this. And anytime something looks like it's out of the ordinary, that's when it starts uh, monitoring to see if there's a problem. And so... Can you imagine it? You, you, you as a, I mean, as a human, as a human being, having to every day go through the list of possible sicknesses that you have, that's unhealthy. Right? It'll get you more sick because you'll be anxious to know. Testing yourself with swab, with or doing an X-ray, doing an MRI. Well, number one, it's not scalable. Number two, it just it's just gonna make you anxious and sick. Versus what OmniSecuritas does, which is, do you look healthy or not? You're healthy, good. There seems to, or, or this other computer, there seems to be something that looks not right here. Let's go in and let's identify it. So our smart monitoring, EDR, Endpoint Detection Response, is none, there's none like it in the world right now. Uh, Canada invented it. It's, it's patented. And by some stroke of good fortune um, and law of attraction and you know, opportunity, Canada made the Philippines the exclusive distributor here in the Philippines uh, and, and I think soon Southeast Asia. And so we have this technology that no other software company has right now. And having said that, Paul, I, thought, I wanted to point out something that I'm seeing in, in your conversation with us as you discuss your different products. The sort of overarching theme that you have uh, across all, aside from just being disruption, uh, is the idea that... Um, 
there's a higher calling to you what you're doing. Uh, that's what they often say. I've, I've been doing a class with the Alibaba Netpreneur class and shout out to all those doing the class yeah. with me at the same time. But they often say, if you're doing a business, there has to be sort of a higher calling. And the higher calling that you have and, and the common overarching theme is that uh, you're able to help other people in what you do. You're helping in the fitness journey or you're helping in the security journey of somebody. So that's where, for me, you know, uh, people often don't see what entrepreneurs see in, you know, why are they getting into these pirate businesses? But actually, in our heads, everything kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. You want to do good, right? Like, like at, at the end of the day, like, it's not all, of course, you want to make money. Like, money solves a lot of things, right? But, but for us entrepreneurs, it's about leaving a legacy that continues after us. And that's something that I think, you know, like, employees don't really understand or, or, you know, some businessmen don't understand. Like I always say, there's a difference between a businessman and an entrepreneur. Because you can be a businessman trading exactly. anything, exactly, you know, buy and sell. You know? But biz, but entrepreneurs build things. They create things. That's why a value I always added, say it's a value added by entrepreneurs when they come into the picture. Yes. Oh, by the yes. way, I want to say hi to another great great entrepreneur I'm gonna have with the show, Jeff Amoral. Thanks so much for listening. Giving he's clapping his hands right there. Uh, Jeff, we'll have you very soon hey, show as well. Okay, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead, go ahead, Paul. No, so, so all I'm saying is that entrepreneurs are, are creators. Right? We're creative. I've always been an artist. I never viewed myself as a businessman until I, I got into business and realized I'm more of an entrepreneur than a businessman because my mind just works. Right? That's, why, that's why you call it serial entrepreneur. There's just so many things you want to get into it. And, and you know... It's, I get, I get yeah, and, and, and you just want to keep doing it because... And I know uh, we've talked several times, RJ, you're a spiritual guy, right? like you believe in God and, and you pray. And, and and they say that, you know, God made us in his image and likeness and God is the creator. And there's no other creature in the world that can create the way a human can create. Right? We, we create technology, we create paintings. But what's the next living being, living creature that can create, you know, with such complexity? But we're not animals. There's a divine... Touch we we've been touched by the divine to become creators, and and the ultimate form of creating for me is building things, building things that benefit you know mankind, benefit others, God and in the process you make money and become super wealthy <laughs> because you're doing. God <laughs> and then I want to go to the I, I want to if you mind I want to go to the final business over here, Paul. No? And it's interesting, which is your current food business. But before we get into that, I would take one more step back so that people here can, can really appreciate Paul's background. Because before he got into Promedia, and he probably ran that together with his previous business, before he did Omni Securitas, uh, Paul was actually in the food business big time. He was into franchising his business. I want to take a step back and go into that original one because that's where people can get a lot of insight about you. Um, Paul, like when you got out of college from Ateneo, did you go straight into coming up with your own own business or were you doing other things until you finally landed your first business, which was which was Rufos. So I want to get a story of how you got into Rufos. Let's go there. So 1998, I graduated from Ateneo as a com arts major. I really wanted to get into something creative. Like uh, my Lola was a, an artist. My Lola was a portrait painter and an editorial cartoonist for the Philippines Free Press before it, it closed down. And so I used to draw, I used to paint. I wanted to... I directed the Ateneo freshman recruitment video where I co-directed it with my thesis groupmates. Um, I wanted to get into advertising because that's where I saw the possibility of using my creativity for some something close to business because they always say, 
you know, art? Can you make money as an artist, starving artist? Blah, blah, you know, the, the, the things that people say. But then it was just so much work for so little pay at the time. So I took my internship in McCann Erickson and AB Communications, Inc., AB Inc. And then after college, I worked for FedEx Air Freight 2100 as a marketing specialist for advertising and promotions for four months. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Okay. And then I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this for this this salary. So as an employee, Talaga was only four months uh, after college. 1999, yun, I, I went to the U.S. for vacation, came back. And then um, I worked for a family business for a bit, but without really the intention of you know staying long. Because my parents' family business was more of businesses. Nga eh. There's no brand. It was really buy and sell or you know i mean it, it was money making but, but there was no intention of building a company a brand that will last you know generations so so i was i joined the family business because money was being made and my salary was high as a coo child of the owner at the time and i my, my goal was really to save money to buy a franchise because I didn't really know how to. I, I like food because you know everyone everyone had to eat the right? best. So I was looking for a pizza franchise, a donut franchise, and then eventually in 2003, after a few years working with a family business and saving enough money, I I ran across. I came across my all-time favorite Tapsi place in ano, in Makati Avenue called Rufo's 2003. So it was a one-store Karindiria style tapsihan in Makati uh -huh. that had been around since 1984 to 2003, 19 years. And and I, I asked them if they were franchising because I wanted to use the brand and sell in another location. But in the end, the owner at the time, which was like the second or third owner after the pioneers, they said, why don't you just buy the whole thing? Uh -huh. And I didn't have money to buy the whole thing. So I had to borrow money from somebody. I had to like, Call for cash, my credit cards, the usual. And then with my savings. That's, that's how it's like, diba? I mean, yan yung entrepreneur spirit, eh, diba? That, that's what we brought to yeah. you. You're not an entrepreneur. You know, some people like think entrepreneurship is being an investor in, like, you know, one of the 10 investors in, like, a bar. Or, or a startup like, or whatever. Uh, yeah. But no, entrepreneur is when you're like, you know, finding ways and selling your whatever and borrowing money. Papatulan mo yung mga tumatawag na banko for cash, whatever, just to make it work. So it was, uh, you have to go through that. Eh. Like, like exactly. that's it. You have to go through that. You have to character that. building. <laughs> really you character building. <laughs> yeah, you have to, you have to like really go through the, the eye of the needle and, and think that you're going to, you know, you're gonna lose it all and and die or the, the gamut of emotions because that's what makes you resilient. You know, that's the path to greatness. And that's, what great builds, that's what builds your fortitude eh? because it's gonna to happen to you again. Eh? It's gonna to happen to you again, yes. again. It's just yes. that it's sort of like memorized. It's sort of like you're getting the the entrepreneur muscle memory. Now. Okay, yeah. if it happens to you again, because you're gonna go through some bad times, right? You're gonna go through some bad times. Yeah. You just have to know. We talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and interesting, you use the word muscle memory. So here we are with fitness again and oh. our financial fitness. Our, our, it makes you stronger. Like anything, anything that doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That's what they say. So, so many failures, so many mistakes. But in the end, so from 2003, save, 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 
don't buy the nice car, save, 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 build, build, uh, uh, build another store, save, 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 live in a, like a dorm with no bathroom, save, 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 build the third store. Ganun ang buhay ko. Um, so after... This after you, after you acquired Rufo's. Yeah, after I acquired Rufo's, um, one branch, I renovated, I save, save, renovate pala. Rufo's Makati yun. That's the very iconic Rufo's Makati, Kalayaan Corner, Salamanca. Hmm. Been around that time at that time almost two decades, and then save, save, save. So renovate, save, save, save. Build a second store. Don't buy nice clothes. <laughs> save, save, save. Don't buy a watch. You know the usual that people people nowadays entrepreneurs they think that you you have to flex your luxuries, but you and I know that's not the way to build anything, right? No, it's no, it's no. like just pretending you're you're successful. Oh. So I reached four branches. And then that's when I partnered with, uh, well, at the time, the world leader in franchising to franchise out Rufo's, and I started selling franchises. And that's what that's what that's what grew the business. Yeah. Well, I grew I grew it to four, and then I started franchising. But by the time that's from by 2019, I had ten branches of my own, and then ten branches that were franchised before it was eventually acquired by a bigger group. Before the pandemic, because the pandemic really, you know, uh, destroyed a lot of the food businesses out there. But before going there, tell me how it was like when finally, because, you know, that's like your exit strategy. Somebody bought you up because sometimes when, you, when you're in the middle of it, you're going to go, do I grow it some more or do I, I sell out? Because that's your baby already, right? What, what was that thing yeah. that made you say, okay, I'm willing to give it up already? It's, it's, it's several factors, but the main factor was really that you you have to you also have to know when when it's time and and what i was seeing during that time was i was seeing a a, a sales decline and and i was seeing that a lot of the the smaller players like me like 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 rufos like adobo connection the the, the contemporary my contemporaries there mm-hmm. tapaking mm-hmm. they were selling to bigger players they were and selling their brand, bigger their players. brand to bigger players yeah okay yeah yeah and uh, you know i was seeing like you know, Century Tuna by Shakey's, you're seeing Jollibee gobble up all the other, like acquire Mang Inasal, etc. Um, the Maxis Group acquiring others. And it, it was really going to be hard competing with their machinery in, in terms of production, like the alignment, consolidation of production of all the brands into one commissary, the, the, the marketing budget. Even if I had the marketing budget to have TV commercials, well, at the time, it was more TVCs than social media. Like, like, there's no way you could compete because, you know, their logistics will be a shared logistics with multiple brands. Your commissary, production, manufacturing will all be consolidated. So there's no way to compete. So that was when I was seeing that it was time to sell or to have it be acquired. At the same time, I wanted to focus on my health because I was, like, you know, gaining weight. The stress of trying to compete with the big boys, the big players in the food industry was taking its toll on my health. I had a two-year-old daughter at the time. So there are a lot of realizations also of what I had to prioritize. So, so you sold it. I mean, it's great. I mean, there was a lot of great learning that, that came from that. And you still went back into food again uh, after, I mean, you actually put up your own food again. Tell me a bit that why did you choose to get back into the industry again? Was it because you were you learned a lot of great lessons that you said, you know, I want to reapply it again because... If I could do it again, I know how to do it better. What was your thinking behind opening up? And what, what are they? What are they also? So people know what are these other brands you came up with. So, so after I sold, I had a little bit of, of money to, to start new things. Well, first, I had to focus on getting my health in order. I lost 
40 pounds in four months after that. Now I'm up to like 60 pounds lost. I'm uh, 60 pounds lighter since 2018. Uh, but yeah, the food visit was more about a friend who wanted to try this whole samgipsal. At the time, malakas yung samgipsal. Pre-pandemic, it was it was a big thing. And so he he wanted to partner with me in putting up a chain of samgipsal restaurants. We put up three. So I put some money in there. I like the idea of food carts because I was seeing a lot of food carts doing well. Easy to run, easy to franchise. It's more turnkey, less human intervention, easily replicable. So the samgyupsal was called Mr. Hong's Unlimited Samgyupsal. We opened three pre-pandemic. And then the food cart was King Fu Express. It's a... California-style Chinese cuisine. So if you're familiar with the brand that came in recently. The biggest one. Though. This is the food court version. You know, orange chicken, broccoli beef. But food court. chicken. Yeah, food, food cart style. So 69 pesos, 79 pesos, rice bowl, Shanghai rice. So yeah, we, we had about six pre-pandemic. And Piggy Papa is, um, because I was seeing itong mga sisig, you know, these sisig food carts, Food stalls were doing so well. And it was so easy to run. It's like all chopping and just, you know, microwaving. What were the learnings is if you wanted to expand to multiple outlets, you needed to simplify your operations or have an intrinsically simple operation. So the food cart business was one that I saw. So yeah, Piggy Papa, King Fu Express, and Mr. Hong's. But I got into other things. We were pre-pandemic supposed to have a health and beauty multi-level marketing company. It's called uh, selling ultra products, ultra young, ultra immunity, the, the sponsors of a lot of our beauty pageants. And we were going to expand it through uh, multi-level marketing. And then the pandemic hit, yeah. so there was a lot of... I kind of see the organic growth in your head for, you know, how, how all yeah. these things kind of come together. So having said that, no, and then coming out, coming into this new stage of the pandemic, what were the killer or, or what was the pivot that you had to do? I mean, first of all, did you shell? I mean, I'm, from what I'm hearing, you've shelled the multi the multi level marketing company, and but the food is back. So, what what were your lessons from both? I think uh, it's really the lesson is also not to be in just one industry. Okay. Because before I was just a food guy. Um, number one, you know, you're putting all your eggs in one basket, and when something like a pandemic hits you hard, right? You know, it hits you hard. If I was in the vitamin C business before the pandemic, I'd be doing well during the pandemic. So it, I guess diversifying your interests, your businesses, that's one. As, as an entrepreneur also, a serial, now called a serial entrepreneur, I also don't want to be known as just the food guy or the tapa guy. Mm-hmm. You know, the reason why my social media is called Famous Papa Paul is because of <laughs> Rufus Famous Tapa. Famous Tapa. Naging Famous Papa ako kasi I was the dad of the, the company. Eh, oh. so, so, naging Rufus Famous Papa. Uh, so I didn't want to be boxed in it being, uh, you know, one-dimensional, that I'm just the food guy. But yeah, in us human beings, we're, we're multidimensional. Eh? You can't just do one thing. So the, the lesson there is to have interest in different, different industries, different fields, so you can pivot. And I, I mean, really do a 180 if you needed to. Oh, really great, really great insights uh, coming up here right now, Paul. And I just wish we had a lot of more time to talk because this is really a lot of stuff coming out here right now. Um, but just in case there are any future beauty queen athletes listening to the show right now, where can they go if they want to apply to Promedia to be potentially one of the beauty queen athletes that you guys have? 
So, you can go to uh, our social media pages, Facebook or Instagram. Just look for Pro Media or Pro Media PH. Got it. And then also, if they want to look, if somebody wants to get Omni Securitas, do they just go to the website? Oh, so everybody who owns a computer, a laptop, uh, an iPad, and, and soon uh, even your, your mobile device, it's really a matter of not if, but when. Every bank is now getting hacked. You know, computers, corporations are getting hacked. You need to be protected. Omni Securitas is really the game changer. It's not even your traditional EDR. So check it out. Uh, we do a free trial, one month trial. Omni Securitas uh, PH in in uh, Facebook or Instagram. Got that. And then finally, you know, as we start to wrap things up, you've had a great um, entrepreneurial journey. A lot of ups and downs in the process. I mean, you've opened up businesses, you've closed businesses. Some have been successful. Some have were not so successful. And, you know, for the starting entrepreneur, the struggling entrepreneurs listening to us here right now, or even let's project back to the 19-year-old Paul Reyes who's coming out there, what would be what you would share share with him, rather, no? Uh, I've seen what, three to four business hacks that you'd like them to know. Uh, number one, read. Read books. Uh, watch videos. Just learn. Learn as much as you can. That's where you get your education now. Less from traditional, you know, schooling. That's one. Number two, find a mentor. My biggest mistake was thinking I knew it all. And when you think you know it all, you don't grow. So I have I have a mentor in Gib. I have a mentor in Pau. Uh, I have a mentor in RJ. Um, it, you just have to you have to have the humility to listen to other people. Agree, agree. Super, and I agree. Did. Super. And that was my case. Yeah, yeah. Then you're, you're third. So yeah, third think, uh, fix your health. And when I say health, mental health, emotional health, and physical health. Because... You can't be great if you're dead, right? You can't be rich if you're dead. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's why, you know, um, the reason Paul and I kind of got together during this pandemic, people, if you take a Paul, he's on race and look at his physical transformation, which he shared online. And I was truly amazed by what he had done. And I, I did the same thing also during this pandemic because I said to myself, okay, this could last for the longer term, right? We didn't know at the start. So yeah. it's either stressed but fit or stressed and fat. And, you know, I, I want to choose the stress and fit over here. And uh, shout out to my coach if he's listening, Sandra Roman. He's been doing a really great job for me and getting me really fit and keeping me on, on this journey, which I like because now it's like getting on a bicycle. Once you know it and you just follow the basic principles, you know exactly what to do. Like uh, you, me and Paul were in a conversation the other day. We kind of figured out the only thing that's cool that you just need once you figure out the health and fitness part is the diet part, right? So. Because yeah. when you figure that part out, you know, it's just, a, it's just how you manage your diet that you can get more fit or, or fit to what you want, the, the, the fitness level that you want, right? But I see you're starting your healthy diet now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks to Healthy Foodie Manila as well. It's been helping out high protein, low carbs. I mean, suddenly everything starts to make sense for you. And I, I get the connection now of why health is important, particularly in making business decisions or keeping your mind sharp, especially as you get older. It becomes even more key becomes even more key. Last thing to say about your health in, in business, right? Well, well, shout out to Athletes Bite Foods, uh, Performance Food. That's what helped me lose 60 pounds. Wow. But last thing about health, fitness, and business. All things being equal, if you saw a CEO, smart, rich, you know, amazing, like uh, well-educated, and he's fat uh, and unhealthy, and then the same one, but ripped and healthy, but same thing, same equal level of, of intelligence, accomplishment, wealth, pedigree, etc. Who would you like, you know, invest in, put your millions in, risk your business with? The unhealthy CEO or the healthy CEO? Right? 
Yes, I, I got that. I got that. Yeah, and, and I was earlier on. I was with my brother. We 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 had a we were out of town for an ocular, and we were you know there was a podcast he was listening to. And sometimes I find that athletes make very good CEOs because of the mentality that they're. Tra- I mean, it's the mental toughness. It's sort of like yeah. you know, uh, and, and you know, the physical training that they come in with game mode and they come. In, these guys don't really believe. You know, I gotta be fit if I want to do business. I mean, something truly, truly admirable I find from from many of the athletes coming out. But that's a whole yeah. that's a whole different story over there. Lastly, Paul, you've been talking about some really great books. Maybe you can share with them right now. What books have you come across that you really, really like that you want to share? You know, if if people have to read something, these are the books I want you to read. Well, basics that you start out with, I think. How to win friends and influence people helps you to deal with people. Helps you to uh, um, it's it's just you know being a people person and getting along with others. Rich Dad Poor Dad was a really great one. I have some really good ones with regards to the mind. It's called Evolve Your Brain by Joe Dispenza because you know the mind is the most powerful tool you have, right? The most powerful weapon you have. So Evolve Your Brain is another good one. Any book by Simon Sinek in terms of leadership is really good. So. Yeah, I think uh, those are my my favorites. Great book. Like again, uh, Simon Sinek starts with why. That's exactly why you know if you're passionate about something, you have to have a strong why you're doing it. And that, as you can see from Omnisecuritas to ProMedia to the food, Paul has a strong why as to why he wants to do it. And you know that's how I often tell people, you know, my why when they look at my own business, Mercato. What, what's your why? I think why I'm helping other people. I mean, I'm helping small food entrepreneurs achieve their dreams because every time you buy from them. You're helping them send their kids to school. I mean, that's a strong why. Right. That's a strong why for me, and it got me through the pandemic. Say, you know, I'm in trouble, but I, I mean, I, I might be, you know, under stress, but these people are, are more than I am under stress. So that's why, right. we, we, as entrepreneurs, you go, what can we do? I don't discard nothing to help them find ways to get back doing business. And I guess that's that's really the key thing. Never for many entrepreneurs, even Jack Ma, diba, his biggest thing was that. I need to help small businesses. That, that's really what Alibaba was, and and that's how he how he built the businesses. I want to help people do business easier, and there was a strong higher calling for him to help small Chinese businesses, and and that's why we're here right now, and that's why I think uh, talking to you resonates so much with me, guys. Thanks so much. I hope you learned a lot from Paul Reyes over here on the show. Again, people following ProMedia, you will see more of his beauty queen athletes topping uh, the beauty queen pageant here in the Philippines and all over the world. This has been the RJ Desa podcast. We will see you guys in our next podcast. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for joining us. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.